Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hey friends, thanks for joining us on Soul Talks. We're going to be talking about the inner journey stage of Journey of the Soul. This is the heart of our Soul Shepherding ministry. So many of you are are in the inner journey or uh, maybe uh, moving uh, into the spirit-led ministry stage, which we'll be talking about next week. So this is the fun stuff, going uh, deeper in the Lord and our intimacy with God and in our self-awareness through our relationships with with the Lord and each other and uh, reading God's Word. So looking forward to having this conversation with you, Christy. Thank you. And just thinking of the people that are listening, we love hearing from you and, and we're glad you're with us. Yeah, pull up a chair. Let's uh, sit down at the kitchen table here and have a talk. That's what we like to do in Soul Talks. And uh, gosh, it's, it's going to be fun this week, Christy. We get to share with a uh, a church here in Huntington Beach and talk with their staff about Journey of the Soul and then speak to their all of their uh, leaders and others in the church that just want to learn more about their, their discipleship to Jesus and how to bring this uh, life into their conversations, into their small groups and so forth. We are so grateful for Christ Church for the way that he is using his body around the world and it's such a blessing to be able to go and to to be with God's people in a local church or, or or any church that we've been in. This is the fun part, because when we were writing the book, <laughs> it <laughs> yep. wasn't so much fun for you. No. <laughs> and at times it wasn't for me either, all the editing especially is uh, stressful. Yeah. And so when we get to actually have conversations with real people yeah. and sit down and talk about, you know, how are you and your relationship with the Lord? and. What, uh, what are you struggling with? What questions do you have? And putting together just the lay of the land in, every, in our lives of the different experiences that we've had so that we can understand that and how to, how to grow closer to Jesus and how to become more like him and how we love one another. There were a couple of times in the writing process where the pain point got really high for me and you would look at me and you would say, Christy, remember, we are going to get to talk about this. <laughs> churches, would... churches will be having us come speak, and we'll be doing retreats for them, and we're working with their staffs and the small group leaders, and churches are going to take all their people through this book. It's going to be worth it. <laughs> and that gave me a fresh vision to keep keep going, keep enduring. <laughs> and so thank you, all of you who are listening, for following Jesus with us. We want to welcome uh, Joan N. to this community, a, a new uh, friend following Jesus with us. She left an Amazon review, and thank you all of you who have left Amazon reviews. More and more coming in. That so helps the visibility of Journey of the Soul for prospective uh, readers, and that helps the Ministry of Soul Shepherding. And so she was sharing just a great story about her experience. You know, she was saying that, you know, if she follows Jesus, sometimes it's hard for her to understand the different uh, feelings and needs and challenges and experiences that she's having. And, and that she'll wonder, you know, where is God in my life? And she's appreciating that Journey of the Soul helps her to locate herself in God's presence with Jesus and see sort of the next steps of spiritual and emotional growth. And, and to get the lay of the land with her past experiences, to be able to identify those, oh, that's this Christ stage, or that was that Christ stage. And then, then to, she also mentioned that articulating her spiritual longings, her, her desires for God, that's something that's really helpful to her about our book. And, 
And that's so much a part of the inner journey stage, finding words for the things that we're feeling, both the, the hurtful and stressful things, as well as the, the heart yearnings for more of God's love and more of God's presence and be able to serve him from, from deep inside. And she also appreciated the distinguishing between desolation and depression. And, so, and that's really a, a big part of the inner journey and in all of the Christ stages of faith, we're having a flow of some, some desolations and some consolations, some times where we're not feeling God's presence and, and we're disoriented, and then times where we're, we're experiencing God near and we're feeling blessed. And so these are, are two different rhythms, and they're actually both a grace to us. Obviously, a consolation when we feel the warmth of God's presence, when we see God working in our life, or we, we, we're hearing God's voice. Obviously, that's a grace to us. But even in, in the desolations and the trials, there is a hidden work of the Holy Spirit, which is especially the focus of, of the I stage, because the Spirit of truth is surfacing from within us deeper uh, needs, uh, hurts, memories, uh, conflicts within us, pain points, stress points, Things that we that need the, to be talked about, that need to be prayed through, or we need empathy, uh, we need to learn how to deal with differently. And so she's appreciating that Journey of the Soul is helping her find that language for her feelings and her faith. So thanks, Joan Ann, and welcome to the Soul Shepherding community. Well, Bill, we've got these Soul Talk cards that we've been enjoying with these verses and questions for each of the stage. And today, this one from the Inner Journey is about the roadblock to the stage of inner journey in it. And the verse on the card says, You deserve honesty from the heart. Yes, utter sincerity and truthfulness. Oh, give me this wisdom. And it's Psalm 51, 6. And the question is, how might it benefit you to be emotionally honest with God and others? Well, it's a life savior for me. Because in these recent times, there's been uh, some stresses for me and challenges uh, with growing soul shepherding and all that we're doing with managing our, our staff and our workload. And it's fun and exciting, but it's, it's difficult too. And so sometimes I find myself not as much in what I think is my home stage of spirit-led ministry as much as I'm feeling like I'm back in, in the our stage of responsibilities in ministry and just, you know, working hard for the Lord and, Forgetting that God is with me and losing touch with my sense of, hey, I'm Jesus here and I'm, I'm, I can be in his easy yoke and he, he, he's loving me and he wants to help me and I can do my work not just in my gifts or strengths or hard thinking and, and analyzing and, and wrestling through things, figuring things out, but I can do it with a smile and I can do it with the Lord helping me. And so there's like this R stage part of me and this S stage part of me, and sometimes I'm more in that R stage, and I start um, getting into some of the unhealthy stuff from there with getting overloaded and self-reliant and uh, cranky and uh, like I'm uh, just wearing down. And, and then I remember our Christ stages in the map, and it's like, oh, yeah, I, I, need, I need to pay attention to how I'm feeling now. I, I need to talk to a friend. I need to talk to Christy. I need to pray honestly here and get help with these emotions. And then that takes me towards the inner journey of more awareness of God's presence and 
intimacy with the Lord, and then that can then release me back into spirit-led ministries. Oh, yeah, I can do this with Jesus. <laughs> it's not just me. I'm not alone here. <laughs> and the Lord has given me uh, a team and, and friends to help, and it pulls me back into the um, reality of God's kingdom. Yeah. Why do you think denying our emotions is such a roadblock to us in, in this stage? You know, speaking for myself, it didn't go well for me when I had emotions as a kid. And so I, I don't feel it's just to be needy, to, have, uh, to be emotional, to be insecure, to not have confidence, to be discouraged. I just, it just sort of created uh, feelings of anxiety to be emotional and then would feel rejected or uh, alone with it. And so I just learned to be busy and I learned to go in my head. And uh, so there's just a lot of habits there. And the Lord's helped me through a lot of years of being married to you, Christy, and uh, my own experiences in therapy. But, you know, those that hardcore, deep programming that we all have, that we got in the early years of life, we will find ourselves, most of us will find, you know, sometimes we slip back into that. So, yeah, denial of emotion, it, it seems like a friend. It seems like it's going to, I'm going to be more, I'm not, it's not, I'm not conscious of it when I'm doing it, you know, but it seems like I'm going to be more productive and more effective if I just don't feel so much about all this stuff. Well, I'm always thankful when you get emotionally honest and when you share and open up and risk to be vulnerable with me by sharing those emotions. And it actually really helps me to pray for you. It helps me to understand you, to love you. It's it's a great gift. And it's it's also helped me to take courage because I think if I answer this question, you know, what what causes me to give into this roadblock of denying my emotions, um, it would be shame. It'd be shame over having them and not wanting to have them. And so because of that shame, I'll, I'll hide them, even try to hide them from me and from God and certainly from you and from others. But the problem is what tends to happen there is they tend to come out in some unhealthy ways. They leak out in some ways that aren't not only aren't healthy or loving or helpful to me or to those around <laughs> who have to witness them coming out, but oftentimes the emotion that comes out isn't the primary emotion. And so if I'll take the time, that's another reason why I think I deny emotion is because it takes time. To feel your emotions mm -hmm. takes, to takes get in time touch and with, energy. Yeah. yeah. What's the primary emotion that's under this frustration I'm feeling right now? So like for you, for instance, what you're saying is because you struggle with the sense of feeling bad about even having emotions or having needs. And so you'll judge yourself and, and repress that, then sometimes other you have other emotional reactions like frustration or anger. That's actually a secondary emotion in this case because underneath that is, is the shame. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. And I'm trying not to have needs and I'm trying not to have feelings and I'm trying to hide that and not be a burden. But the problem is bearing it myself, keeping it to myself, denying it is too much for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's too much for me. Yeah, and so it's so helpful when uh, someone asks you, you know, how are you feeling, and they're emotionally available and drawing you out and interested in you. Yeah, and one of the things that I notice is that as as I have that opportunity where somebody's willing to listen to me, kind of share what I'm feeling, that I'm actually often surprised at what comes out of my mouth, and hearing myself say it, 
is is uncomfortable sometimes, but it's very instructive. There's times when, and, and part of that is because I do, I am a verbal processor. But as I start to process and get in touch with my emotions and share them out loud, I actually can get great insight. God gives me great insight as I'm listening to myself and I'm realizing, oh, wow, I didn't even realize I felt that. Oh, boy, that just pointed out some wrong thinking there or, you know, boy, that, that, look, I was believing a lie right there. I just, I just said it and I didn't even know that I was believing it until I just heard myself voiced out loud and then I recognized it as a lie. Yeah, it's so helpful. What you're illustrating, Christy, is that the process of talking out your, your experiences and stresses and emotions, it produces insight for you. Mm-hmm. It, it gives you more clear thinking and understanding about how to proceed in a situation and, and, and even deeper, just about who, who you are, what, what your experience is and what the expression of your personality is right now. It just clears things up and gets your, your feet on the ground and your, your head up, your shoulders back and a smile on your face because now you're, you're living and breathing and alive from, from being you're centered in, in yourself, who God's created you to be and, and living in God's presence. And it makes a big difference relationally, too, because when I'm walking around with denied emotion and you're walking around with denied emotion and neither of us really know what we're feeling or what the other person's feeling, um, those emotions come out. And it's, it's almost like we're, we're, we're we keep bumping into each other with a spe- like a spear that's sticking out from us or, you know, a little um, mind, you know, sets off or something. We, we don't we don't understand why we, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to us. It's like, here's my, my friend, the person I love and trust the most, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling hurt. Like there's these things coming out and I don't know what they are, where they're coming from. And same thing, you know, you're getting poked by me and I'm jabbing you and, you know, I don't mean to be doing it and you don't know why I'm doing it. And so it really helps when we can get in touch with what's going on and when we, we can bring that out and we can be emotionally honest. It really clears the air. It's like, we're able to Oh my word! I didn't even know I had this arrow pointing out at me. You know, I'm sorry, I've jabbed you with this. You know, and um, and set it aside. That's why we say empathy is oxygen for the soul. So, friends who are listening, all of this conversation just now came out of one of the Journey of the Soul Soul Talk cards, <laughs> and that's why we did those. This is a, a, a like a playing card deck, and if you go on to journeythesoul.org, you'll see uh, all the supporting uh, resources that we have related to Journey of the Soul that is great for you, your small group, your church. You can take your whole church through journey of the soul with a sermon series and we've got outlines on there we've got free videos and these are great for your small group and and then these soul talk cards are a really fun way to uh, build friendships and uh, to uh, get to know each other better and to learn the christ stages better or you can even do them as a as a devotional where you just flip through the cards and you you reflect on the bible verse there and uh, you look at the question so what we've been illustrating is the importance of self-awareness, uh, finding words for our emotions, and being in conversations where we're giving and receiving empathy. And th- this is important in all of life and in all the Christ stages, but it's really front and center at the inner journey. Because remember, listeners, think about this now with us. We, we've been going through the Christ stages, and just last week we talked about the wall. And remember, the wall the work of the Holy Spirit in the wall is to surface these underlying uh, hurts and stress points and questions and needs and hopes and longings, stuff that's under under the conscious surface of our minds. 
and under the day-to-day -day activities of our life, there is this inner inner material, this inner inner person, and the Holy Spirit wants to surface that so to foster more intimacy with God and one another. And so that's something that we teach in our Journey of the Soul book is the two sides of the inner journey that are so important to put together here, the awareness of emotions and then also the longings for God. And to really grow in our intimacy with the Lord and our likeness to, to Christ, to be more loving, we need to, to do inner journey work on both sides, cultivating uh, awareness and expression of, of things that we're feeling and also our, our longings for more of God's presence. So, Bill, I'm thinking of Taylor, who came to our institute, and he was working for a really high-powered, fast-moving, demanding company. He had a family. His wife was in seminary, and he was just so burned out. And he was like, I just don't think I'm going to be able to continue. And a friend said, you need to go to the Soul Shepherding Institute and so he came and he was just exhausted and just was articulating with lots of um, just shock at what he was hearing, how burnt out he was and how exhausted he, he was at the wall. And the only thing he knew and the, all the people he had relationship with were, were all in the first half stages of the journey and all reinforcing this, you, you got to do more and, and better and faster and all this responsibility. And he just couldn't take it anymore. And he didn't know why. And at the Institute, he began to hear us talk about the importance of not denying emotion and about developing this longing for God. And this longing for God started to get ignited that week. And he caught a hold of a fresh vision for what God was inviting him into and a different kind of life in the second half of the journey, but didn't know where to go and was just like, well, what, what, what's the next step? How do I even do this? I mean, getting in touch with my emotions and, you know, nobody in my life values that. Nobody, I, I have no model for this. This just seems, he felt so alone with it. And so as, as we began to guide him and talk to him, he got a spiritual director, he got a therapist, he started to stay in touch with others at the Institute in this community that was safe for him. And the Lord started to reveal a lot of things from his past that he had repressed, that he had denied, that he hadn't looked at. And he began to get become aware of some child abuse that he had suffered and started to get, you know, some help and some healing there. And he has just been so grateful because God is doing this deep work of healing in his life. And with that, he's he's finding an increased longing for God and, and a, a new passion spiritually. And so it's been fun for me to see we've gotten to journey with him from coming to us in responsibilities in ministry and having just hit the wall hard with this burnout and yet still having to function in that stage of responsibilities in ministry. Mm -hmm. And because, because he got help before he had a blowout. And then through our institute, him getting in, pressing in, and, and taking the hold of the shovel with Jesus's hand and allowing the Lord to do some, some digging up, some uprooting, some cleansing of some of the disease down in the soil that he didn't even know was there. And 
even pulling out some fruitful or pulling out some good looking bushes that weren't fruitful so that the Lord could plant some new seed that will be fruitful. And just a journey with him in this has been really an honor, really exciting. And I'm so proud of him and the hard work that he's doing and excited to hear every once in a while we, we see him or we hear from him how, um, he's receiving some consolation because it feels really desolating. And I remember him being so afraid of the inner journey and like, Oh, I don't want to do that. I'm afraid of what's what's there and going to get uncovered. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know how to do that. And who will understand and support me? I'm totally alone in this. I'm mavericking it. There's nobody in my life that will understand or support this. And and yet he's found people to support him. And he's he every once in a while will reach out to us with a thank you. You know, God just did this, or I'm learning this, or I'm getting freedom here. And so it's it's really exciting to journey with somebody who takes courage to press in, to stop denying the emotions and do this inner journey work. Yeah, it's so good that you bring up Taylor's story, Christy, because it, it illustrates the, the inner journey for us and the work that the Holy Spirit is doing uh, in our lives and where there's times that it can be uh, painful or stressful or tiring, yet there, it's so rewarding if we will stay with the process and so I think it's really helpful to ferret out some of the spiritual practices and uh, ways of soul care that helping Taylor and all of us in the inner journey. So uh, things like getting help to be emotionally honest, because it's just not, it's not something you can just do like by yourself very well. Well, and even I needed help with this back when I was in my inner journey, because, you know, pride, our pride, we don't want to think we need this. I didn't want to believe that I needed to go back and do some more inner journey work, you know, when I hit my depression and, and my wall, I didn't want to. I thought, well, I'd done all that. I don't want to do that again. Well, if I try to do inner journey work by myself, I'll just get in my head. I'll just think about stuff, which, I mean, it's helpful to think about things, but I, I need to feel about things. And the best way I can do that is find someone who will listen to me and give me empathy. Or, you know, I can pull out a psalm and that gives words for my struggles, my circumstances, my emotions, and uh, then pray that. And the psalms help us do that. And so that's, these are things that, that Taylor was doing, ma- making space in our schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, being in the institute weeks, being in a community mm-hmm. that's authentic and where people are, are leaning into emotions and intimacy with God and asking the difficult questions and and not slapping Bible verses on each other to fix each other, you know, but uh, really being in it together and being prayerful with that. And uh, things like uh, Lectio Divina meditation, you know, Uh, Taylor was great at Bible study, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, teaching others. Yeah. But to open up God's word and read it in a way that, that you feel and you linger and you listen and it's fostering relationship with Jesus and the Father and, and the Holy Spirit. And done even even the most fruitful way, even share vulnerably in a group as you do. Which we actually do together in the Institute. Mm-hmm. We actually right. read scripture together. We do Lectio Divina and help you with that. Uh, another really important practice in the inner journey is quiet prayer. And, you know, I mean, this is helpful, important at any stage, but in the earlier stages, most people struggle with being quiet. It's just so fidgety and distracted and doesn't seem productive. And so uh, it's at the wall that we really 
get desperate for some quiet because the traditional disciplines aren't aren't working anymore. And if we just keep trying to do the same, same old, same old, and the same, it's just not going to really reach us anymore. And so we start getting cynical. And so we need to try some new things and being quiet is a part of that. Well, then also it takes the quiet and the space for us to, for those emotions to start to bubble up and us to get aware of them also. Well, that was important for Taylor because if you just keep working hard and long like we tend to do in our stage, which is often part of why we're hitting the wall is because we've we've been overworking, then that's like numbs our emotions when if we're Working so hard, we're, we're in adrenaline, we're in anxiety, we're not very well rooted in our experience. Or if we're just busy all the time and running errands and doing all this stuff or even entertaining ourselves all the time, we're always caring for the kids. They're, they're, we, need to, we need time and space to let the feelings come up. And so that was a big part for Taylor and the, the transformation. Healing prayer sometimes is important. It's been important for you. Very important, and that was because it was the way that the Lord wanted to show me his presence at work in some of the past pain that I had experienced and wanted to redeem, bring a redemption there. Another spiritual practice that's especially valuable in the inner journey is fasting. Uh, now, that, that, that it also wasn't something that was important to Taylor, but it was very important for me in my inner journey, particularly the renewal and intimacy with Jesus, because uh, fasting is something that uh, wakes me up, the, the, the bodily hunger that I feel, and just the experiences within my body of maybe being tired or wanting to eat, or it reminds me to pray, and it reminds me, because I've taught myself this, that I am so desperate for God's word and God's presence in my life. And so to be awakened to that, to now seek the Lord with more earnestness and more intention uh, gets me uh, focused and fixed in the right way. And that's what, what cultivates this intimacy with Jesus and Abba. And so uh, the inner journey stage, thanks for being in this conversation with us. Thanks for reading Journey of the Soul and your uh, reviews on Amazon helps people to find us and Really hope that you've got some friends that you're going through a, a small group uh, together with Journey of the Soul. And gosh, if you're a pastor, a leader, uh, talk to us about how you can take your whole church through Journey of the Soul because uh, it helps you understand all the different stages that people are at. So that's why we're talking about this and so fun to be in this conversation today. We're really at the heart of it when the, the pivot of the soul, the inner journey is a pivot of the soul. And next week we got some really good stuff for you as we'll be talking about spirit-led ministry. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You've shown us that God is our Abba. You've modeled for us a life of authenticity and vulnerability and intimacy with God. And not only do you model it, Jesus, but you mediate it. You minister this grace to us. I just pray for each one who is listening that you would, would provide the, the awareness and the courage for the inner journey and um, getting help with emotions and hurts and stresses and finding that, God, you're in the middle of that and finding the opportunity for a new sense of the, the warmth of your presence and a new closeness with you. Thank you, God, for the blessings of being on the journey of our soul 
led by Jesus so that we can be more loving to other people. We pray that for each of our listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you haven't checked out journeyofthesoul.org yet, do that because we uh, tee you up with all sorts of opportunities uh, related to the book. We've got a leader guide to help you lead a small group or lead a soul talk conversation with a friend or prayer partner. And that's just the best way to learn when we go through the book with other people. If you're a pastor or a a Bible teacher, we have got message notes uh, in there that are free for you for each of the stages so you can do a whole uh, series uh, leading your people through Journey of the Soul. We've got a link to the Soul Talk cards as you've been hearing Christy and I sharing, uh, doing a little mini Soul Talk through one of the cards from Journey of the Soul, and that's a fun way to learn learn the stages, and you can do that in your devotions or, or with a friend. We've got a link to the uh, Spotify playlist of worship songs, uh, about 30 Christian uh, contemporary songs going through each of the Christ stages. This is another fun way to learn the stages. And if you're a worship leader, it gives you a a running start on picking songs related to the particular stages because we want to help the people in our churches to know all of the stages. So uh, check us out at journeyofthesoul.org. We've got a couple institute retreats coming up. We have the one on spiritual and psychological development, which is going deep in the content of Journey of the Soul and some that isn't in Journey of the Soul because we had a word count and a page count that we had to limit. So uh, we invite you to join us. This is in May in Atlanta. You can go on soulshepherding.org to find out the specific dates and to apply there. And then we have a new cohort of the Institute where we'll be starting with Retreat One on spiritual formation this July up in the mountains, beautiful mountains in Southern California at uh, Idlewild. We would love to have you join us there again. Information on soulshepherding.org. Click the Institute. You can read all about it. You can apply. And we have a spiritual direction training cohort starting in March. So there's still time to jump into that as well. And you can find information on that on our webpage as well. We'd love to have you journey with us. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.